All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode on the Your Child is Your Guide podcast. Um, Yeah, it's been about three months since the last episode, and it's been a powerful and amazing three months. Um, There's a lot that's happened, both collectively and individually. I've been having a lot of fun with my daughter, um, continuing to do this work that we talk about on this podcast and on the other platforms as well on the Your Child is Your Guide handle. But what I came on today to discuss is collapsing duality in the parent-child dynamic more and more, bit by bit, day by day, and how it's possible and also how in my experience it actually um, has been extremely fun, (laughs) challenging, and beneficial. So collapsing duality in the parent-child dynamic, um, what do I mean by that, you know? So just here's, a, here's an example that I really wanted to share. I mean, they go, there's, the spectrum is very wide, right? So an adult tantrum can look very, very mild and very, you know, mature, um, sitting down and just truly allowing the time, the time and space to process what you're feeling and being with it, right? And then a tantrum or processing heavy emotion can look like projecting it on such a degree that you're you're hurting others um, physically, you know, doing serious harm because you're upset. And so the spectrum of tantrums of how people process emotion and where they're at in their capacity to do so is an extremely large range. And the person who is meditating as a way to process heavy emotion is no better than the child or adult who is processing motion by way of suppression or projection. Neither are better. They are all options for all of us. And I feel the more that our children and others start to see more and more people um, and hear more and more people's experiences of processing heavy emotion by way of pausing, breathing, taking some deep breaths, honoring the ability to self-regulate, expanding in our capacity to self-soothe, the more that um, our children and others continue to see more and more of us doing that individually, then of course I feel over time what we are going to experience as the generations go onward is, you know, the normalization of honoring our capacity to self-soothe, to self-regulate, to pause, right? But for now, where we're at, we can only, we can only, um, we can only can only be with what we have here now, right? And if my child is processing heavy emotion right now in the living room and she is screaming and yelling and upset, collapsing the duality in the parent-child dynamic in a practical way can look like me sitting here saying, shit, she is tripping. She is flipping out. She is pissed off. But then it's, the collapsing occurs when I notice that there is no she, when I start to change my pronouns on purpose in this moment to where the only dominant pronouns being use, used is we. We, we, and us, as opposed to she, you, and me, and 
my. She is having a crazy meltdown. She is, um, she needs to stop. She needs to fix this. I need to fix this. I am pissed. I am feeling upset and triggered right now by what she is doing. So for many, many generations, that's kind of been the default mode for all of our thought processes and just how we perceive the situation when a child is having a tantrum. What happens when we purposely um, choose to collapse or no longer use those pronouns and we see it as, okay, we are going to get through this. We are processing emotion. We are processing some heavy emotion right now. And that's okay. What happens when we go there? There's a softening of energy that occurs. And then it's like, well, Michelle, but we are not doing that. My child is having the the issue right now because the TV's turned off. This ain't got nothing to do with me. Is that true? Is that really accurate? Or are we not all connected, deeply connected? Is it true that it's not affecting you in any capacity or has nothing to do with you in any capacity? My child and I, our energy field makes up the environment energetically of this home. If I'm pissed off and flipping my shit, that definitely impacts any other human in the vicinity of my, of, of my experience. If I'm pissed off and I am not sitting with that energy and being with it, but I am instead breaking things in the kitchen, slamming things, screaming, yelling, hitting, um, etc., my energy definitely is having an impact on my environment. And then when I calm down and I and when I calm down, that calming down effect also impacts the energy of my environment. This is a very much so a we thing. If we are still going to be sep- seeing separation in any capacity, may it be using the pronoun we. I didn't mean to that wasn't an intentional rhyme, but hey, Um, You know, if if we are still going to be seeing separation in our experiences, then what would it be like for us to use the pronoun we a lot more, you know? So often we feel helpless, powerless as to what to do when our children are processing heavy emotion and in what looks like a, a meltdown or a rage or anger. What if one of the ways in which we take our power back is by taking some responsibility lovingly for our energetic environment? Because when I notice my child is having a meltdown, And I say, we are going to get through this. Not necessarily even say it to her, just to myself. We are going to get through this. We are going to come out of this on the other side. And I go sit down and I close my eyes and I just meditate for maybe 30 seconds, maybe two minutes. That's That's me taking some responsibility for my energetic environment, for the role that my energy plays um, in the field that my daughter and I share. Because when I, when she's having a meltdown or when she's upset, 
and I'm solely operating from you need to stop, you need, this needs to stop, this, you have to, you, 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 we might as well be playing football and she might as well be the offense and I might as well be the defense because the more that I continue to see separation in the parent-child relationship, but joy and peace is always here in each moment and no one can mess it up. People are either aware of the peace and love and joy that's here in the present moment or they're not and if they're not it doesn't make them less than the person that is aware of it it makes them it makes them in a beautiful place to be supported by the person who is aware that people that 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 the peace and love and and joy is here in this present moment so when my daughter is having a tantrum or a meltdown or is being is just upset or pissed off she's in a situation where she's processing And she may not be aware that there's peace and love right here in this present moment that she can tune into. She's not to be shamed for that or blamed for that. We are going to get through this. One of the ways we are going to get through this is because I'm aware that the peace and love, that there's peace and love here in this moment. Because I'm aware of that, and this is a we thing, this is not a you and me, this is a we. We've collapsed those pronouns, and this is a we thing, W-E, teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> and it's like, it's a partnership. And you don't see that there's peace and love in this present moment. And you're not at a place in, with where your level of awareness, you're not at a place right now, my sweet six-year-old, where you are going to be able to sit down and tune in and tap into the peace and love that's here. I'm not going to force those methods or I'm not going to force meditation on you or force you to realize anything I don't have to I'm your partner and if I'm aware of my ability to sit down set a timer on my phone put a hand on my heart close my eyes and go within be and just bring my awareness to the natural rhythm of my breath I'm not just doing this for me this is a we thing this is me. You're flipping out. You're having the tantrum. So it's like y'all remember wrestling? Y'all remember where they used to uh, tag the partner to come in the ring and, and finish the wrestling match? So it's like daughter or child has the tantrum, processing heavy emotion. They're not consciously going to tag, you know, come bump elbows with us and tell us it's your turn to get in the ring energetically. But we, we can just tell it's, it's our turn now. And so before she was having the tantrum, energetically, we both were partnering and uplifting the energy of the environment, having fun, just flowing. And then something happened and triggered her. And so now it's, it's my turn. She's, she's not able to consciously let me know, but it's like, mommy, it's on you now. You got you to gotta be, you got to you gotta play more of a role in uplifting the, the energy in the environment right now. And so I go sit down or do whatever it is I want to do, whether it's I stand up or sit down, put my hand on my heart, whether or not it's, you know, whatever your favorite, whatever your favorite tool is that you have realized up in this, up until up in this point by watching all the TikToks, all the YouTubes, reading all the books, whatever your favorite real life applicable tool is, when our children are having a meltdown, we're being, we're being tagged to get in the ring and to take more responsibility energetically for our environment. 
and to play our role in this partnership and to use that tool to process any emotion you may be feeling yourself about your child being triggered and being upset and to tune in to the peace and love that's here, to that which is allowing you to even breathe in the first place, bringing your awareness to the inhale and exhale, the natural rhythm of your breath, calming and soothing your nervous system, adding that peace deliberately to your environment. Not to fix the tantrum, not to fix the situation, but because that peace was already here is always already here anyways. And our teammate is not aware of it. So it, it wouldn't benefit our team, our partnership, if both of us were not aware of it. If both of us were unaware of the peace and love that's here in this moment. So because we notice that one of us is not aware of the peace and love that's right here in this moment, with every breath, with every breath, with every move you make, with every, every with every, <laughs> because one of us is not aware of that, that's okay, because there's another one of us, right? If we're, if we're still seeing separation, then there's another one of us, it's, there's us. There's the other partner on the team And so we collapse duality and the parent-child dynamic more and more and more and experience more of a unified partnership with our children. More unity in the relationship, in the, in the parent-child relationship by just noticing and being more and more aware of the you, the pronouns you, me, and I especially in moments when we're triggered. Noticing that when we're triggered, there's a tendency collectively to blame, to shame. And when our children are triggered by something in life and they're upset and they're having a meltdown, one of the ways that we collapse the duality in that relationship is by pausing and breathing and tuning in and doing our part to make sure that at least one of us in the relationship, one of us in the partnership, the parent-child partnership, one of us is aware of presence, of peace. So long as one of us is aware of that, the other is going to have a safe space to meet the other in that peace. Not you, not me. Not you are doing this. I need you to stop. It's we are going to get through this. We are going to get through this. But I don't have time for that shit, Michelle. I, I don't have time. I don't have to. We're going to make the time. We got to make the time. Why don't we have the time? We don't even know if we're going to be here for, for lunchtime, for dinner time. We don't even know if we're going to be alive to eat dinner tonight. We think we do. We think we do. Why don't we have the time? It seems to me if my child is having a meltdown or is flipping out about want, not wanting to brush her teeth or not wanting to take a bath or these other 
these other responsibilities that they have that that sometimes they they get triggered by or the TV being off or not being able to go to the park or having to leave the park. It seems if my child is having a meltdown, it seems like all I have really, if you really think about it, all we really have is time to pause. Because if I try to rush the situation, that's still going to take time. It's still going to take time for me to spank you, yell at you, threaten you, um, give you snarky looks or, or, or tell you why this is why you're not going to be able to do this, that, the other next week. All of that takes energy and all of that is taking time and space. All of it, all of those, all of those actions are taking time and space. So when we drop the you versus me and we collapse it and we flip it to we are going to get through this. It's time to go to school and she's taking forever to put her shoes on and she's pissed off and doesn't want to go to school. We are going to get through this. We are going to we are going to rise above this. It takes it takes the same amount of time for me to go sit on the couch, set a timer on my phone for a couple minutes, 30 seconds, 2 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever for me to just put my hand on my heart and to breathe. That's taking time, just like me flipping out, screaming at her, telling her, hurry up, put your shoes on, we gotta go. Oh my gosh, you're taking forever, hurry. (laughs) It's all gonna take time. But one of them is gonna leave you feeling drained and depleted and it's gonna perpetuate a pattern. And it's when I say perpetuate a pattern, I mean, when we try to force something, when I scream at her and I say, hurry up, put your shoes on. We have to go to school. Hurry up. Da, 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 da. When I do that, we there's a belief that now that you hurried and you get the picture, now you get that, that after I had, because I had to scream and yell at you, now you get the picture. And there might be a belief that now you're not going to have to scream and yell again. <laughs> But all that really happened is showed what you believe to be a valid, what we believe to be a valid form of communication in those moments. That's all. It definitely doesn't mean that you're not going to do it again. It means that this is a valid form of communication that we may have learned as children and that we still believe is a valid form of communication in moments of tension or moments where we feel that we have to rush. So the next time, the next time that we feel similarly that we have to rush them to do anything, why would we not grab that tool of screaming if we have a belief that it's a valid form of communication in those moments? But when we see, when we see that there's that silence is communication too, and way less stressful on the nervous system, way more effective on every level, when we start to experiment with that firsthand by choosing instead of our habitual tendencies and habitual ways of communication to go sit down and take the same amount of time, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, setting a timer on our phone and putting our hand on our heart and bringing our awareness, our attention to the natural rhythm of our breath for that same time that we would have been screaming at her. When we do that instead and we experience firsthand the power of doing so and its effect on our environment. That's how we really get to taste that it's not a you and me. It's not you and me. It's not my daughter over there and me over here. 
It's not you having a tantrum and me being pissed about it or mommy having a tantrum and you being pissed about it. It's we, it's us, and we are going to get through it. And we are going to come on the other side more empowered and knowing that we are extremely, extremely and deeply connected and having way more respect and reverence for being aware of our own energy and being able to be aware of another's energy and way less likely to shame another for their energy. It's not you and I, it's we, W-E. So I invite anybody listening to this podcast episode, I invite you, I invite myself, I invite us for the next few triggers that we may experience with our children to remember the word we, W-E, partnership, teamwork, teamwork, makes this dream (laughs) work. And I invite us to pause, to set a timer on our phone, or just to count, or just just for 15, 30 seconds, wherever we are where the tantrum is happening, whether it's in the parking lot in front of the grocery store, whether it's you know, at the house, whether it's at the park, to pause and to breathe and to do our part as part of this team, to tune into our heart, into the peace that's always here, and to more and more make that our default response. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. Tons of love to all of you. Tons of love to you all. If you guys haven't already received the 12 free empowered parent methods that are available, you can go to www.yourchildisyourguide.com and you can click send free resources um, and I will send those out to you. Um, They might not all resonate, but if you can just find one, you know, just one additional tool that you have in your tool belt to use to play with that excites you to play with in moments that your child is or that you're triggered by your child or anything else in life you know we can never have too many tools that help us bring us back to the peace and love that's right here in this moment so yeah i just wanted to share this with you guys hoping that you all are well tons of love